Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We have a very exciting show today because it's prompted by a book, a Keep Smiling book, with uh, the 15th edition and is called the Black Women of Influencers edition. And I'm really excited to have three of the women that are in that book on this show today. So Alicia Cunningham, I met early on in the Umbrella Syndicate days and uh, was fortunate enough to help her with her very first book. And she is now doing a second book and an amazing event. And I asked her to come on the show because I wanted the audience to find out about that event, support her, and learn more about her. So, Alicia, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Ken? Great. Well, we have a, we have a short time. We only have about 10 minutes. So, first of all, share what you uh, did to get your first book done. Oh, that's a, that's a long process. But um, to get the, my first book done, which is um, Feminine Transitions, um, I had to scout for females of all ages to participate in the book. Um, so that was done through social media and uh, some posting and, of course, word of mouth uh, to get. I had a total of about 75 uh, women from as young as infant to 103. Um, and the end result was about 65 women, but um, it was a lot of scouting. Uh, and then I had all the, most of the shoots in my basement, um, studio, and then um, some at the senior centers, um, and that was, you know, I had to get my own publisher, so a printer, and my own, um, like, help with PR and things like that, but it was a process that took four years in total. Four years, and if I recall, you got your books printed in color in China, is that correct? Yes, I did print in China. I initially was scouting for publishers in the United States, um, because, you know, I was just like, oh, I want to I support a printer here. So I did have uh, the printers so I can figure out which was the best printer for me to use. I had them send me samples of their photo or their coffee table books. Um, and I wasn't really satisfied with some of the quality of the coffee table books. I did receive another one from Canada, which was nice. But um, somehow I found one in, um, in uh, it's the, the company is in California, but they print in China. And I love their quality overall, and the cost was like a third of the cost that I was paying to get a printer here, and, you know, I was, I was, I was really strong-minded about, I need to get something here, but when I compared the cost and the quality, it just, I had to go with what I thought was most economical for me. And what was yeah. the cost? So the cost to print, I printed 500 books, and I paid about $5,500 to get it done. Um, and my quotes here in the United States was between ten and fifteen thousand um, to have it printed. Yeah, that's an amazing deal you got. And right. those books, how, how did those? Uh, that book is what size? It it's um, eight and a half by ten and a half. Yeah, it's a rather large book, and right. you had an amazing book launch. Had all these people attend it. Uh, yeah. What was the name of that location? We did the uh, the launch. So that was Busboys and Poets in um, uh, Bladensburg. I think it's Bladensburg. And you filled the house. Yes. You filled the house. <laughs> yes, it did fill the house. And thankfully, you were the first um, 
uh, company person to sponsor the event, so thank you for that. My pleasure. It was, yes. it, it's a dynamic project and, and uh, certainly one that takes a lot of commitment to have yes. that many people be part of a book as well as the four-year process, finding the funding. You really accomplished something big. How did that change your life? Wow, it really changed. There were so many levels of um, of, uh, of life-changing events just within that because I was going through challenges um, and then challenges, try, you know, my personal life challenges with uh, with you know trying to get the book published just because it's it's such a big cost just to to publish a coffee table book, um, but it changed my life and I say the most um, the biggest way was because I was able to see something go from an idea to actually like a concrete evidence, um, and that for me was like okay well if I can do this then I can do something else I can do something bigger you know I can keep going. Because initially I thought this maybe I wouldn't get it. It wouldn't be done um, because I was looking for um, for grants. And anyone who's who's an independent artist knows that it's tough trying to get grants. Um, the proposal process, the whole application process. A lot of times these grant um, organizations fund uh, artists who are well known or who uh, has some kind of tie-in in the company. Even though people don't like to admit that, there's usually some kind of connection within the organization itself. Uh, so happened to be self-funded, and, you know, I did do a few crowdfunding campaigns and total that funds up, but um, self-funding it was definitely, you know, something I was like, okay, well, if, you know, if I can do this, I can continue going. And, I, and it was important for me to see my children, for my children to see me have an idea and not just, you know, say I'm going to do it and, then, and don't accomplish it, but also just to make sure that I get it done so they can also look at, towards me as an example to say that they can also... Um, when they have an idea that they can do the same thing, it's going to take a lot of work, so they were involved in the process um, as well, uh, but that was vital for me. Well, the next two guests we have, and we still have a couple minutes, but the next two guests we have do really, really big events, and they are uh, women that are super dynamic, and I want them to know you and vice versa. So let's talk about the upcoming event you have, what it's called, why you're doing it, and uh, how people can get involved. Yes, so the upcoming event, um, I was uh, one of the women in my current project, which is a film. This is my first documentary film, and another coffee table book. It's titled I'm More Than My Hair. And um, one of the participants in my book was, is also a professional model, and she decided to host a fashion show, which is called the Bald, Beautiful and Bold um, Fashion Show that benefits uh, my film, so she's raising money through all ticketed sales to for the proceeds to go towards my um, the production of my film and book, um, and that's coming up on April 21st in at Montgomery Park in Baltimore, Maryland, 1800 Washington Boulevard, and um, that information can be found on if anyone goes to the Eventbrite page and just type "Bald Beautiful and Bold." Or there's also it on Facebook, Ball Beautiful and Bold Fashion Show. Um, people can purchase tickets there. But that is um, that is, is, is a fundraiser for my film and the book, which just includes stories of girls and women who've lost their hair uh, due to medical conditions. And they're just telling their stories about hair loss. And how much are the tickets? Tickets are $25. We had VIP tickets for $35, but that's sold out. So, But there are still some tickets left for the, um, for the, the regular sale, the normal sale fair. Okay, and it's, it's going to be a sellout event, so people want to get those tickets. Yes, definitely. And uh, we had talked about uh, the Keep Smiling book and the movement mm -hmm. and how right. we might do a bald edition. So yes. that really made That'll my day because I have so many pictures of 
bald men and you're going to help me with the pictures of bald women. So it's going to be yes. uh, multi-gender and mm-hmm. it's going to be really telling the story. So what, why is this the co- story? What is the compelling reason for doing this? Well, the, and initially I, built this, I did this because of when I, as I was in the process of working on my first um, book with Feminine Transitions, I did a big chop, which is, you know, when um, a big chop is when an organization um, does a fundraiser where people cut their hair and then the proceeds goes towards, it's made as a wig, um, but then also the proceeds from the wig goes towards the organization. And um, as I was in the process at that time, you know, I had locks for 16 years. My hair was very long. And I cut my hair in support of that organization. And the response from people weren't as positive as I thought it was. And I didn't realize in that process, I realized how uh, serious people take care. Because I didn't grow up in my family where hair wasn't such a big deal. My father was always very adamant about natural beauty and staying true to who you are. Um, So, you know... Uh, I didn't, that was my first realization of, of um, I think, how crazy people are about hair. Um, and I come, as a way of my response to people constantly commenting about me not cutting my hair and why I shouldn't cut it, I came up with the idea for this book. Um, and I wanted women to just be able to tell their stories because often in the media, um, there are certain beauty standards where, um, uh, that is portrayed. And we often, you don't see bald women, you don't see women who are, natural who choose not to, you know, not put makeup on or not to wear a wig. And there's, there's this standard that I wanted to dispel the myth, that there is no beauty standard, and that if we are able to just freely step out into the world and just be who we are, um, then it should be accepted. So it's just my way of contributing to social good through my art. Um, and I just wanted women to just tell their stories that we often don't hear about. And through this, I also learned... Um, a lot of women have come out to me and told me that they've, you know, they've worn a wig for years to cover up their, um, their balding or to cover up their hair loss because they felt like it would not be accepted. Um, so I felt like there's different areas that are beneficial, and um, I just wanted to, to be able to tell these stories um, you know, for the women to, that probably would not have otherwise been heard. And are you going to be bald at the event? <laughs> no, no. So I will. I, I still have my hair grew back. I cut it a few times, but I did learn that I, from having hair so so much hair all my life. I love being able to have shorter hair because I don't have to do as much with it. So, but I will have my hair. <laughs> so I guess people with hair are allowed to buy tickets, is what you're saying? Yes, definitely. Anybody's allowed to buy tickets. <laughs> you don't have all to right, be bald. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cut off my eighth of an inch of hair and be bald for your event. Oh wow! Really? Oh well, yep, thank you. I am. <laughs> I appreciate and our next, that. our next guest, Kai Deal, amazing, extraordinary woman. She actually has hundreds of men that are in each of the metropolitan cities, and I, I'm hoping she's going to share this event. But she uh, she has a lot of guys that are very powerful and have that uh, very smart, bald look. So maybe maybe those gentlemen will be interested in supporting your bald, bold, and uh, event. So we'll we'll bring her on right now. And it was nice having you on the show. And you can put a link to the event on our social media page, and we'll put it on my page, et cetera, and really get the word out. So okay, thank you for all you Thank you for having me, Ken. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay, our next guest is Kai Deal. And I will tell you, she is uh, one of the top people that I've ever met that really creates something huge with the vision that she has. She has uh, 100 men, 100 made men, 
And I was fortunate enough to meet her at the Nigerian embassy, where I was honored to be one of them. And I was not only excited to be there, to be honored, but I, the, the caliber, caliber and the standard at which she's picking people is at the, at the very highest level. And she's doing it in all these different cities across the United States. And I've been, I've been asking, requesting her to be on the show for a long time. I'm so glad she's able to take some time to be on the show today. And we're certainly going to have her back on the show at a later date with some of her uh, star team members as well as some of the stars that are in uh, the D.C. area. So, Kai, how are you doing? Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm even doing better now that you're on my show. <laughs> such, such great introduction words. I appreciate it. You definitely give me more credit than I'm due, so I'll just take it in humility. Well, that, that's a good way to take it, but uh, it's, it's not only very sincere. I actually held back a lot, and when we do the show that's a full hour with some of the other gentlemen that are your top-made men, I will, <laughs> uh, I will go a lot deeper into all the things you've accomplished. I did yeah. want to thank you for all that you do and the fact that I could put you in the book, the Keep Smiling book, because you are a major influencer, and I know that you're working on a lot of things right now and that you're going to be unleashing and, and revealing the new-made men, but... What was it that caused you to come up with this concept? Well, actually, it was extremely organic. Um, As a psychologist, I realized very early on that uh, there was a a disconnect with with positive male role models in our communities, whether it's in your home, um, within your family, within your personal life, or within the community itself. And um, I was blessed enough to be surrounded by so many positive, amazing male leaders. So it just organically happened with me asking a lot of these guys to come into the schools to speak to young men and then realizing that the the gap was much bigger than I thought. So I decided to create The Made Man, which is a platform to highlight leaders um, who are out there doing the right thing and then to engage these leaders in programming accountability and responsibility so that they can help us build our village for the man, woman, and child to be empowered globally. And then we connect the leaders for sustainability. So it's it's very organic, but it's become a much more powerful force than I could have imagined. And um, we're just growing and keeping the work going. Uh, At what point in your childhood did you have a a similar vision or when, when did it become apparent that this was an important mission for you? Um, again, it was, it was, it, I wish it was as planned as, <laughs> as, as you, uh, you want it to sound, but it, it actually wasn't. Growing up in a single-parent home, I saw firsthand what it felt like not to have a father in the home. And um, I had seven siblings, five girls and two boys, and I saw the impact on the girls differently than the boys. And um, just, it just morphed into me, again, going into my practice, and just seeing it as a, as a society issue. And I just decided to just try to do something about it in my own way. Uh, it wasn't a, a specific point where I woke up and was like, oh, my God, let me create this. It was extremely organic, and it just grew. It grew out of just being surrounded by great people and realizing the impact of what had to get done. Can you speak of the impact being different for uh, the, the sons versus the daughters? Can you speak on that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> thus far, we've been able to mobilize at least 600-plus male leaders, and um, 
we, we, we take them into the schools to speak to young men. Um, and we've um, also created a, 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 um, a way for them to also donate seats to underserved men. Thus far, we have um, collected over 18,000 seats and we've mentored over 5,000 young men and we've honored over 600 men. Uh, and we've also donated to college applications um, for HBCUs. So we're actually morphing into becoming more of um, a, a global empowerment platform in which we're also going to talk about gender equality, uh, economic development, social injustice, in addition to the mentoring and the soothing that we're already doing. So our hope is to to grow out our programming, to engage more leaders, and continue to do a lot more work. So that's, where we're, that's the direction we're heading to right now. And you said 600, uh, so I'm assuming six metropolitan areas are focused on? Yes, that's far over six. I'm sorry? Uh, which areas have you uh, created this organization for? Well, thus far, we, but the way we do it is we do a national tour. We go to major cities all over the country, and we honor men in various cities, 50-plus uh, men in each city. Last year, we did eight cities, and it was all over the country in different parts of the, world, of the country. This year, we're doing eight cities again, and we're also doing eight countries in Africa. So we'll be building that bridge globally as well. And work, I, I know that you're uh, rebuilding a lot of your social and your web. What is the uh, page that would be the best place to find the event tour? Well, right now, you can go to themademan.org, themademan.org. That is probably the best way to get to us. Um, but we are in the process of updating our collateral to reflect our updated direction and our new tour date and um and going into Africa, it's taken a lot more than we thought, so please be patient with us. Uh, our tour will be launching in September, but in the meantime, if anyone wants to be a part of this program, please contact us at themademan.org. And for the cities, I think you had said last year, Atlanta, D.C., obviously, Chicago. What were some of the other cities? We did, um, as you noted, Atlanta, D.C., Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, um, goodness, we did so many cities, uh, New Orleans, Houston. Yeah, I think uh, that's some of the top cities we did last year. Okay. And how can, and when people are being selected, is it by nomination? How do, how do you find the, the gentlemen that are able to come to the schools and mentor? Yes, it is. Um, our individuals are nominated by our partnering organizations and by individuals. We're partnered, last year we were partnered with 100 Black Men of America, National Urban League, um, Black Enterprise Magazine, and so many other. We partnered with over 250 organizations, and they were able to help us really mobilize the city and bring together the leaders to come on to help us make this possible. And how did the African uh, tour get generated? Who, who came up with that, and what, what countries are you going to be visiting? Well, we, we did the, our D.C. event at the Nigerian Embassy, which you were a part of and, and, as an honoree. And um, at that point, the Nigerian ambassador 
and the ministers approached me because they were very impressed with the caliber of individuals we had in the room and the caliber of, of the event. So they asked if we could please bring it to Nigeria. So that started the conversation, and it just kind of grew to eight countries now um, in partnership with the U.N. to go out go to Africa and try to make a difference with this program. That's amazing. I, I'm, I'm so impressed. And what's, what's next for you now? I'm sorry? What's next for you now? Uh, you're, I know you have, work in a book. Yeah, I magazine, am working, working on all kinds of things. With, with your organization, and uh, we're still working, working out those details. I'm very excited about that. And in addition to that, we're just working on putting the 16-city um, floor together in two different continents. So as you can imagine, that's a lot to chew, especially since we're growing our, our program to include other engagements so we can address gender equality and all other issues that are out there that are pending. So we're excited. We're just pulling all together and putting the program together and getting ready for the tour while also working on the book that's going to highlight um, positive African-American male, male, male leaders um, and giving us a chance to raise funds to support this platform that we have. Well, I've been to 15, uh, 14 countries in Africa, so I, I am very curious. Could you name some of the countries that you're, um, that you're considering for the tour? Yeah, definitely. Um, Nigeria, uh, Liberia, Ghana, um, Kenya, South Africa, Namibia. Um, I don't have the rest of them in front of me, but it's about eight of them. That's, well, I I'm haven't been to half of those, so that's pretty cool. I'm going to pack my bags. I'm sorry? I said I'm going to pack my bags because I'm going to be ready to go when you call. <laughs> You're more than welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry about the bad connection. I'm out uh, traveling. But you're more than welcome to come. We would love to have you on board. Well, you're part of the family anyway, so let's go out here and get the work done. Okay, and you heard about Alicia's event on April 21st, and yes. it's, uh, it's featuring uh, a bald theme. So I had given you a shout-out that I'd seen a lot of very handsome, powerful men that were bald. So... I would love to listen to your help because we're going to try and make a bald edition. Keep smiling. That sounds very, very uh, interesting, and I look forward to that. If I'm in town, I certainly would love to attend the program, but anyway, I can support, please let me know. Well, Kai, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, and I'm, again, so impressed with what you're accomplishing. Can't wait to be a part of all these amazing things you're doing, the tour is uh, is new information for me, so I'm even more excited than I was before. I look forward to seeing you maybe next week, and we can talk about the book. And yes. just just know I find you a blessing, so thank you. Okay, thank you so much. You do so much for women overall, uh, especially African-American women. Um, it's just so ironic. Uh, you being a non-African-American um, to do so much for us, it's such a blessing, and you are part of why we're inspired to do the work that we do because you are an example of what, what's needed out here, and no matter who you are, you come out here and you do the work. So we really appreciate you, and I speak on behalf of all women that you're honoring. We, we need this platform, and we are truly thankful. Well, thank you, Kai. It's uh, definitely uh, a partnership I was not anticipating, but it's been beautiful and inspiring, and it actually addresses my 
my calling. So I, I thank God for it. So you have a great yeah. week, and thank you again for your time on the show. Thank you so much. Good luck. All right. We're going to go to break right now. We'll be back in a couple minutes to uh, talk to the amazing Dee Bliss. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Okay, so we are back. Second segment. I guess I was talking a little bit over that uh, announcement. So I wanted to get to our third guest. Uh, another extraordinary woman, and also someone featured in the Black Women of Influence Key Smiling Edition. Dee Bliss was at the 4% event, and she radiated with so much energy. She had her daughter there, and I got a moment to uh, not only get to talk to her, but take pictures of uh, their bond. And it was uh, just so inspiring. It cultivated conversations and uh, a friendship, and now this, this show. So, Dee, how are you doing? Ah, very blessed. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> you are very blessed and very blissed. So, first of all, t- tell why your name, how you, you came up with this name. Um, well, it's so funny that you introduced me as the bliss. I haven't had anyone do that yet, so that was interesting. Um, but no, my name, it's not like something I came up with. Uh, my name is just the letter D from birth. That's my first name. And so my middle name, perhaps as we get closer with your viewers, I'll share that on another call. But, you know, my name, my middle name is also one letter as well. And after verifying with Facebook, like I had to give, send them my driver's license to prove it. Um, I just decided, like, you know what? I see people go on Facebook, and they're like, Vanessa Chocolate Drop Johnson. And I'm like, your middle name's not Chocolate Drop. So... (laughs) I just decided to, uh, you know, resonate with that. So tell the audience about your story, like what it was like to be a kid, uh, what caused you to do what you're doing now? Oh, my goodness. More so, um, I see so many people struggling for so long, and I realize that what I do is not complicated, and um, truly anybody can do it. They just need to know how or what to do. So I set out to share with people precisely what it is that they need to do in their business to succeed. And what is it that holds back so many women? 
poor people for that matter. What was that? What is it that holds back so many people? You said it's very simple. What is it that holds back so many people? The full effect of what? I think we have a bad connection. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very, it's very faint, so I apologize. I was asking, you said that a lot of women are held back by something very simple. And I was saying, what is it that yeah. typically holds women back? I think the thing that holds many women back is belief. Because statistically, um, more women start their businesses off with less uh, financial resources than the men do, typically. So when you're looking at starting a business and you're already starting with less resources, it may affect the way that you look about your business and what you can accomplish in the first place. I mean, we had to fight just for the right to vote. We had to fight for the right for someone to be able to teach us how to drive. And so I think that that aspect um, has literally ingrained into ourselves and we have to almost wait for someone to give us permission in order to build or to grow. But when you look at the statistics of most businesses ran by women, they invest more into their local communities. They donate more. They hire more employees. Um, so typically, women-run businesses are more beneficial to society. So um, it's really, it comes down to that belief, you know, that that aspect, that belief. We we don't believe that we can because we don't see as many of us succeeding in that way. So it halts us moving forward. Well, I must say the women that I see running companies are, to me, more determined. They are more persistent. They do not quit. And they are more dynamic. They sacrifice more. So do you think that those stats that you were sharing earlier caused um, women in general to be more persistent, determined to succeed? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's well said, Ken, because, you know, everything that we're doing um, from raising our children to going out and getting a career or deciding to stay home and paint, whatever it is, you're fighting a paradigm, a system, a society, a, you know, a shadow or something telling you that you should be doing it another way. So man, woman, it doesn't matter who you are. When, when you have that type of situation, there's one or two things. You either mold and you, you succumb to it and you just throw your hands up in the air and you say, that's okay, which we've all done it some time or another. Or you're like the women that you described and you pick yourself up and you figure out another way. So it's a little bit of a fight or flight aspect in high adrenaline form, it sounds like. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I do not see any woman who is comfortable um, who creates new results inside of her business. You almost have to get so uncomfortable that you're not willing to stay in that moment, in that spot, in that environment for one second longer. And that's the point that you have to get to in order to make new changes. Well, I think the women that I've seen as leaders and certainly the ones I've uh, honored in the Key Smiling book are women that exemplify resilience, but they also um, are loyal to a fault. They make sure that their tribe, their fan base, their team, their partners uh, are embraced and uh, they have just a tremendous amount of patience to make sure that they're going to be successful. Yeah. You have to. You have to. Because there's no way. Uh, business isn't built overnight. So 
You have to have patience um, at the very least, you know, especially if you don't have the skills. Like, let's say you've been running a business for six months, five years, one year. doesn't matter how long. If you don't have the results that you want in your business, that means whatever you're doing up until this point isn't working. Like, you have to do something different. So I absolutely believe patience is vital. Well, and also the the mother care uh, aspect, just that there's a, a lot of the, I think the feminine energy is just very good for businesses. It, it shows that there is a relationship base and that people matter and that the team as a whole succeeding is more important than sometimes even the goals of the business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. That's more so um, how I operate. Uh, You know, that's why it's like I've walked away from, you know, a company and you literally said it when you got started and that's why. Because, you know, they weren't focused on the team. They weren't focused on the greater picture. And to me, um, it doesn't matter, like, how much I can put in my bank account or how many sales that I can do. If my team can't eat, what's the purpose? Like, you have to have a process, a system, a duplicatable way for people to get started, get the information, and implement it. Now, is everyone going to? Eh, probably not. But at least it has to be there in a way to where they can succeed, absolutely, with honesty first. Absolutely. And I think we're touching on the importance of retention because when you do have that team environment and you are there for people when they're in their downtime, their wake time, they remember that later. And as you said before, the dollars in the bank are never more important than belonging and being a part of something greater than themselves. So I, I've just seen so many organizations that don't follow this principle and they have a revolving door. And next thing you know, they're, they're not in business or they're struggling. So it's, it's a very important exactly aspect. It. Yeah, exactly. It. You know, I talk about retention a lot, you know, I've, been in this industry for over a decade, and one thing that I realized about what we've been able to experience is, you know, there are people who, when they get started with me, um, you know, one year ago, they're still working with me today. Five years ago, they're still working with us, following us today. They're still looking for an opportunity to work closely with me, and I realized that it's not because of any, like, it's not because I'm special, like, I'm just like everyone else. There's nothing that makes me unique. What makes me unique is the fact that I'm willing to pay attention to the team. I'm willing to give them processes that work and train them and work with them and, and go and take the distance with them because it's not something, like I said that earlier, it's not something that's overnight. And so in many of my videos um, and many of my articles, I write that over and over and over again. Like, it's okay even if you do quit today and you do fall off. It's okay. But recognize that I'm still going to be here for when you decide to open up and do something different. That's also why I have a women's circle. Like, I can't be a support. You know, I've been working online for over a decade. Some of my videos literally have hundreds of thousands of views. Collectively, my videos have been seen by millions of people. And every single day on a daily basis, I have hundreds of people coming to my website requesting more information, entering their name and their email and saying, yes, see, I want more information on how I can work with you. And so I use my women's circle to leverage my time to help each, help all the women 
to build support within each other because I'm just one individual. I shoot my videos and I'll train you. But really what makes what we do powerful is because we have the circle and we can all lean upon each other. And a woman who is in Tokyo can come online and post in the circle. And a woman who's in Chicago can write back and answer her question. And, and that's really what makes it so different. It's not me. Like, who am I? I'm nobody. But all I have is a vision. I have a story. I have a belief that everybody can be free. And I don't care if you never thought about how much it's going to cost you. All you need to know is that it's possible. And that, that's my only goal in life is freedom. If that's all I want to teach people how to do. Once they can set themselves free, regardless if it's from a relationship, regardless if it's from a government, regardless if it's from their own mind, whatever it is that's holding them back, once they can do that, then I can take them to the next level. But setting your mind free is my first and foremost, and I think that who you surround yourself around is so important. That's why the events that you go to are amazing. I'm always seeing you at different events. You told me um, just this morning, you were like, Dee, I'm going to be, I'm in Orlando, and then I'm going to Tampa, and it's like, here's the man who's on the move, right? The other two women who you interviewed before me, here are women who are on a move. She has a passion, right? She's sharing her goal, her story, her vision through her own walk of life with other people. And now who does she get to affect? Thousands of people with their hair journey. Like, that's powerful. It's a billion-dollar industry, you know, hair extensions, weaves, and such. Like, I know a few things about this because I've got an online store that no one knows about, but it's actually one of my stores that it sells hair. So I, I absolutely know about this industry. Like, I know the back of my hand. I'm about to get my hair done this week, actually. And then the other woman that you shared where she's getting men together and helping them to, well, be that base. It's, I don't know. I just think it's very powerful, and I think we need – to see more people, not just women, but more men as well, who are exemplifying freedom. And I just, I thank you for, for being that beacon pen because we need people like you who continue to share these stories. So thanks for all you do. It's really cool. Well, thank you, Dee. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest reasons I love having the Amplified Radio Show on Voice America is that when I meet someone extraordinary like you, I, I get in the back of my mind say, this is a woman that is at an event and there's so many people that need to hear her message. There's so many people that don't know about her yet. And I do want to go to uh, what it looked like when you first started doing this and you had a video you posted, because I think what you're doing with videos is it's, it's priceless because you're actually getting uh, the marking to happen with a tipping point and you're getting all this leverage to happen. But what, what is the secret to actually having that happen? And where did it, where did you learn that? Okay, well, I'm going to go back, right, because I, I have been online for a decade, and I'm going to break down this video marketing technique. Um, my husband went on a cruise, okay? He won a contest in that particular company. It was a network marketing company. He won a contest for being, like, the top leader. So he went on this cruise, and um, he got to speak to like one of the top income. No, I believe that guy was the number one income earner. The guy, um, you know, was a little bit overweight. He had like his front teeth missing. Um, my husband was like, what the heck? Like how, what is he doing? Like, what does he know? 
so he finally, you know, got to brush up on him at a bar and, and talk to him at, you know, just speaking to him. And he finally got to ask him, like, what is it that you're doing? Like, what's your secret? And the guy looked at him, you know, missing his front teeth because he just had a skiing accident and he wasn't able to get to the dentist until after that cruise event. So he really wanted to make it to the cruise event. So he went anyway. And anyway, he just looked at my husband and smiled big and he said, the Internet. Because my husband was like, how are you talking to all these people? You know, because you can do the math and about like certain comp plans and see how many people they've attracted in order to hit that income, right? So my husband's like doing the math and he's like, how are you, do- how do you speak to that many people? And he looks at my husband, big smile, and he says, the internet. My husband comes home and he says, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we can do this online. I said, word. So we started focusing online and being a um, naturally like, you know, I just I didn't have confidence when I first started my business. I was very um, indirect. I would look down a lot. Um, So, you know, I just didn't have those skills yet. And so uh, when I came online, I, I learned how to write. I learned HTML. I learned everything else but video because I just kept using my fear to hold me back. And I saw my husband was shooting videos and he was getting results and he was generating leads to his business and people were asking him about the information. And so I said, let me get this straight. All I have to do is get on the camera because everyone else is making excuses on why they can't. Okay, got it. So I shot my first video. I was in the dark. I sat with like the window behind me. Um, I opened up the blind knowing very well that, you know, since I'm dark skinned and there's light behind me, you won't be able to see me. So I essentially Mm. shot the video in the dark. And the only time that you could see me was at the end of the video where I smiled big. You you could see my teeth. And I was like, okay, done. And that was my first video. But I knew that I would shoot thousands and thousands more. I knew that. But I knew that I first needed to, to get on that point. I knew that my videos would be downloaded by other people and uploaded to their websites in different countries. I knew that. But first, I needed to get past my fear. So I started learning SEO, and that's when I realized that with video and SEO, video is the only form of content that I can get ranked on Google within 24 to 48 hours. All I needed to do was the right keyword research. Am I going to get ranked on Google for best business online? Mm, Probably not. There's a lot of competition for it. But am I going to get ranked on Google for maybe a keyword like best businesses online for women? Hmm, probably So I started tackling keyword after keyword after keyword and my results shown in our business and, well, the rest is history. So now I absolutely love video. Um, I teach video marketing to every single woman who joins our women's circle regardless of what type of business she has because that's really what's going to make her different. Um, I saw one of the women who just got started as a gold member. She literally was shooting a video demonstrating her product. That video is powerful because now everyone who sees the video can see how her product is used. They can they can put a vision to it. They can see her face. And now all of a sudden she's dropped their barriers down, built trust with them, built confidence in them, and displayed the product all in one. All she has to do now is send people to the video and numbers will happen. So I just, yeah, I realized that it, it, as long as I could get outside of myself, 
um, and focus on what my why was, and this is why my why was so important, um, that I could shoot video and I could get my message across to people who were willing to listen to it. Not everyone's willing, but I didn't need to speak to everyone. I just needed to speak to the people who were ready to listen in the first place. So, yeah, that's what I do. Well, that's amazing, and that makes sense because when you are uh, hearing from someone who's a communication expert, they'll say that 57% of the trust aspect of the communication comes from body language, and because the video clearly shows body language, if you are authentic, sincere, you are able to just complement your wording with your your comfortableness and your mission and purpose to actually deliver value to people. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. And you have uh, retreats where you uh, bring women yeah. to sh- show them leadership and talk, talk about those retreats. Yeah, we do quite a few um, live events, retreats, um, different workshops. Um, we actually host an event every month, um, a coffee session here locally in Florida or actually wherever I'm at. So if I'm in Paris for the month, I host the coffee session in Paris. If I'm in California, I host it in California. This month, it's the 24th in Tampa, Florida. So it's just that one day. And we sit down for a couple of hours. I absolutely encourage everyone to bring their laptops. We talk and share what our businesses are. And really, we talk about what's working. Because I don't want to sit at the table and theorize. I want to sit at the table and mastermind. And in order to do that, we have to talk about what's working in our businesses and what do we need help with. Drop those egos. So that's what we get to do every month. And then about every four months, we host a live event. So the last one we actually just hosted in Tampa, Florida. Um, And that was a really cool two-day workshop where we had six different speakers flying in from all different parts of the country to share more about what they do to master and be top, top entrepreneurs in their business. And one of the things that I just really are events are more so about learning techniques that you can apply. Because I understand that you have to make a sacrifice when you go to a live event. You've got to get babysitting for the kids. If, you know, depending upon which days the event fall on, you've got to get, pull the kids out of school. You've got to get your flight, get your accommodations, you know, take care of your food and all these things. And so that's on top of the learning, the networking, meeting with most people. And, and actually, most people are indirect. So knowing that it's going to be very hard for an individual who has no friends, no network, no nothing to get on that plane, sit in the seat and go somewhere where they don't know anyone. Because if you look at society, most people are indirect people. So knowing that, um, I realize that can I expect everyone to get to a live event? No. There are people who follow me online for months and they don't show up to a live event. There are people who um, follow me online for over a year, and then they say, you know what, I'm going to go to the next event. All that I say is a great supplement to get access to the information, but what we do online, inside of the Queen Series, daily inside with our coaching, our live stories, our um, training, that's going to be really what's going to take you to the next level. If that combines with the live events, because at live events, that's where you get to meet people and mastermind and network but you also can hold yourself accountable day-to-day, week-to-week inside your business, inside of our group. So I say you need both. (laughs) Well, so true. And if you think about the people that are not willing to go to a live event, it's because they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. But it's funny, their comfort zone is actually preventing them from freedom. And as you know, Dee, when they actually do make the decision to go to the event, 
they're actually causing an ability to leverage what they're doing in life, which allows them more freedom. Well said. Well said. And with that said, I want to go to your next retreat. I missed your Costa Rica one. That was, I was very sad about that for like a month or two. Yeah. Well, the next one is coming up. Um, KT Sterling is actually our event planner, so she's the one who has, like, the schedule. She knows where we're going and when. Um, I just show up and speak. (laughs) All right. Well, my goal in 2018 is at least to go to either the next one or one just so that we can see what happens from there because just like the videos, uh, social proof. Okay, and and with my new company, Big Events USA, your events are like top 1% events. And the thing that uh, is so extraordinary about this is we went to the 4% event, and Mm -hmm. regardless of whether it was the most perfect event or not, it attracted Mm -hmm. like-minded, like-hearted people that were playing at that level. And and that's that's what you're bringing to these retreats. You're bringing people that are willing to play at a very high level. And next thing they know, they're coming back and they have friendships, they have wisdom that they can apply that actually puts an extra uh, zero at the end of their, their income. So it's extraordinary. What well, we're talking several going. zeros, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends how many zeros you started with. So if you, if you have seven, you're at yes, an eight. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and you're right. The bottom line is you're 10xing what people are doing, especially if they are new to what they're doing, because then they're, you're hundred yeah. xing in, in those cases. And, and really it's a game changing experience. It allows someone that might've been feeling frustrated, uh, feeling like they, they wanted to quit to all of a sudden feeling like they have confidence and control and they can actually support and help other people. Absolutely. And that's really what it is. I realized that especially as I continue my study of people, I realize that most people are indirect and most people actually care more about others than they do themselves. So when I sit down, you know, throughout the years, I've worked with just thousands of entrepreneurs. And so when you're able to sit down with them and talk to them, you realize their why. And you realize um, and you get to hear and connect to what they're willing to do. And it's it just it's so inspiring because you see that we're not different. We're not different at all. We just have, you know, different things that may inspire us to move forward. But our, our fundamental aspects of why we're doing this is all the same. And it's so that we can be better people, so that we can enrich the lives of those around us. And when you start realizing that, it's, it's really cool when you connect with these live events, regardless, right? It's like you get to the live event, you sit down, you make connections. Um, I know when I go to a live event, I make it a point to um, shake hands and to take a photo with every single person on stage. I'm like, okay, who's that? I don't know who it is. I'm going to listen to their story, and I'm going to take a photo with them because I know that they have something that I can learn from and also as well. When I was starting out, I didn't have the results in my business yet to share with people, so I leveraged their stories by attending the live event. So I took photos with them, and my audience got to see me next to these movers and shakers and got to see that I was serious as well. So it really helped me to start converting in my business on a whole different level. Well, while I was on the plane flying from uh, D.C. to Orlando, I just sent an email to my publisher, uh, my partner, that just said, the next edition of Keep Smiling is for the movers and shakers, the ones that actually make the world happen. So that's funny that you actually wow. use that word. I, I want to say something um, 
we're down to a couple minutes and I want to get some information to our audience to follow you. And I also want to ask some super quick questions for some super fast answers. So in case you run yeah. out of time, first, first of all, how can people follow you? Um, just find me on Facebook. I do have several. Um, but yeah, just follow me on Facebook. Send me a message. I am real. There are a lot of people that reach out to me, but if you send me a message or if you go to my website, PorschesAndPurses.com, you can connect to me there or you can connect to me on Bliss Diva, like Bliss, I am a diva.com, Bliss Diva. <laughs> okay. And I know this are, these could be long answers. I'm going to ask that they're short. What are you most proud of? Yeah. What are you most proud of? What are you most proud of? I'm sorry. What are you most proud of? Oh, goodness. My family. Absolutely. I thought it would be that. So give a shout out to your daughter because I want her to hear this when she's older. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, she's truly, truly amazing. She's just a theme of light, and I feel very blessed uh, to be able to experience um, such a bright light within my lifetime. That's really, really cool being a mom and being a wife and being able to have that constant support from my husband because he is my support as well. That's a secret that many people don't know. Inside of our private women's group with 1,500 women, he's the only man. So, um, yeah, he supports me in everything that I do, and I think it's really awesome. Do you want to say their names? Oh, yeah, Justin and Kwan Yin. <laughs> Okay. And uh, what's a quote you live by? Oh, my goodness. A quote that I live by, authenticity is magnetic. So that way it doesn't matter how hard it is being honest. Um, I just remember that authenticity is magnetic. So true. And a book that changed your life? Oh, my goodness. Start with Why by Simon Sinek is is definitely um, one of my favorite books and helps me to understand, um, like whenever I just get lost or I just need to like hear it, it's that one. And also women who run with the wolves because I'm a Pisces. So I'm always swimming in both directions, which means that I can't give you just one book, but I can give you two for each direction. So yeah, women who run with the wolves and start with why. And, uh, you have a book and I didn't know if you had something you wanted to uh, share with the audience at this point, but if you do, do this very quickly, please. Oh, no, that's all. I just, I had a really yeah. great time and I appreciate you having me out and this was fun and I'm um, looking forward to meeting up with you this week. I think we're going to have a blast and yeah, thank you for having well, thank me. Thank you for all you do and th- what a powerful message and I've never had anyone on the show that shared uh, at this level the power of video and so I'm going to take some of this information myself and start getting out of the dark and <laughs> letting the light hit my face and do some videos. So thanks for that information. Dee, you're awesome. And I look forward to seeing you at lots more events this year. Uh, thank you so much. You're awesome, Ken. All right. You've been amplified. We'll talk later. Thanks a lot. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.